Welcome, boils and ghouls, to Handle Whisker, a horror podcast brought to you by Tumbly Drunk and Vashti. Be sure to stay connected with us via social media on Twitter at Handle Whisker. You can email the show at handlewhiskerpod at gmail.com and find more information on our website along with our full Twisted Tuesday lineup at www.handlewhiskerpod.com. So with that being said, let me introduce you to my co-host. She is my partner in crime and all things shenanigans. It's Vashti. Vash, you know, we are hot off the heels of another great Twisted Tuesday, uh, which was yeah. way different than the norm because we actually sat down as a group to watch two newer genre releases, and none of us had actually seen either of them going into Twisted Tuesday, which is the only time that has ever happened, and, you know, potentially could be the only time it will happen, so it was a first for us as a group uh, in regards to, like, the overall viewing experience, and definitely made things a little bit more memorable just out of yeah. the gate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, first, first and foremost, yes. Um, thank you, Totem. Um, and yes, um, it was our first time and we've been doing this for three years now or almost three years. It'll be three years in October of this year that we've been doing Twisted Tuesday. And it's crazy how this is the first time that we've actually had all of us, you know, watching the movie, um, and movies and none of us have ever seen them. So it was a really fun experience to do that with you guys. And you guys are the best. We had so much fun watching the movies on Twisted Tuesday. They were good. It was different um, and everything. And we'll go into that in a bit. Um, but first, I know Totem wants to go over the rundown of horror news. So let, I'll let him step into that. Absolutely. So it's actually been a pretty hectic week for genre as a whole. You know, some of the news we kind of held off on, even though we had... Uh, a shorter, like, turnaround between recordings due to, you know, scheduling hiccups and whatnot. And, uh, you know, definitely had a ton of announcements from Scream Factory that dropped on Monday, uh, which I'm really excited for. But first, let's talk about Child's Play, specifically the new TV series that is coming, uh, which is Chucky. So we've definitely been hearing quite a bit in regards to, like, little snippets here and there about Chucky's small screen debut. And we do know that the good guy is coming to the silver screen in 2021. This is with the uh, original franchise creator, Don Mancini. He is returning alongside Nick uh, Antosca of Channel Zero fame. And what, what I thought was interesting about this is they've been doing this thing with their advertisement where they're saying, like, you know, the series is just too big for one network. So it's actually going to be airing on both USA Network as well as Sci-Fi, and those two are sister networks of one another. Yes. And, you know, if you're curious about what the plot is going to be, uh, the synopsis for the series is, After a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, uh, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's uh, hypocrisies and secrets. Meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past 
threatened to expose the truth behind the killings as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious monster. So, you know, we don't really know a whole lot about what they have planned for the series. We know that Brad Dorf is back to voice Chucky. Uh, I know they've been in talks with Jennifer Tilly. She's confirmed that she's going to be returning to the series as well. Uh, and, you know, Mancini's nice. been... I love Jennifer Tilly so much. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. Mancini's definitely been kind of tight-lipped about it. But we do know that Chucky is going to have a different goal in the series than what we have seen from him in the past. Now, of course, you know... There's a lot of talk recently about, you know, the reboot that happened that kind of took Child's Play to a more, like, high-tech approach. And, of course, you know, we'd like, we'd like that to, like, differ in degrees, but, you know, you had Mark Hamill voicing Chucky. Uh, it, there was a lot of, like, self-learning type aspects to, like, the whole AI presentation. But I, I'd say, like, the community as a whole was pretty split on the overall approach, whether it was... Uh, just going that tech-based route for horror, or whether it was just the look of Chucky's design as a whole, or even just using the name Chucky uh, for, like, the iBuddy, uh, which the which was the doll in the newer one. But that wasn't from Mancini and, you know, everyone from the original series. It was kind of its own entity. And now we're kind of, like, going back to the roots of the original team, and I have to say, like, for a TV series, it seems like the community as a whole has put some pretty high expectations just knowing that we are kind of, like, trying to go back to the core of making things scary yet again for Child's Play. Now, okay. I, I'm conflicted when it comes to the whole two-network thing because I don't know if that means that, okay, we're going to be airing this current run TV show on two networks at the same time, or if it's going to be like, okay, we'll debut on sci-fi or, you know, USA network. And then we'll have another viewing at a later time slot on the sister network. But, you know, if you air at the same time slot, I feel like you're just splitting the viewership, so to speak. And, you know, you're always looking for the ratings, but I, I don't know if it really matters if, their sister networks or how that would kind of like come into play in regards to like the demographics or anything like that but it was a really weird way to kind of like advertise things because i don't think the series as a whole is like so larger than life that it's just taking its own form to not being able to just withstand one network Yes, um, I think that um, it's, I, I'm actually really okay with it being on dual networks since they're sister networks. I think that's totally okay. Uh, I do have a, we do have high expectations for it, but I don't have like super huge high expectations for it. I, I know it's a series and not the movie and, and everything. So, and I don't know how, I don't know how many or how long it's going to be. It's going to be a half an hour series or an hour. We don't know. Yeah, so we don't know that. Okay, so if it's an hour series, then I can understand, you know, having really high hopes for it because it's like a little mini movie, you know, each episode. Um, but if it's only 30 minutes, please don't expect, like, a tons of kills and craziness and stuff like that. 
And if you get more, you know, drama and maybe one or two kills out of it in, in that episode, and it mainly talks and it progresses the plot, just go with it. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think it's interesting since it is going to air on two networks. Yes, secondly, I, the viewership is kind of like split, but you're technically also putting yourself into the situation where you would be able to get more eyes on the product, especially when you factor in uh, the situations where you would have both of the networks actually advertising it instead of it all just being odd one particular hub. And if we're talking about you know, streaming meet or streaming TV and stuff like that. Not a lot of people have regular cable anymore. They have streaming cable or they have, you know, Hulu and, and streaming streaming services that they use. So on some of the tiers that they might buy for like their streaming, you know, regular TV and stuff like that, but instead of having Comcast do it or, you know, whatever, um, they stream it through, you know, their computer and their Wi-Fi. And I know for us, we have like AT&T now. And I know that you have to pick a package that that has sci-fi. I don't know if sci-fi comes with all of the packages. Okay. So, huh? I was just saying, okay, because I, I know like with Hulu... I'm pretty sure they typically get the USA shows, but I'm not so much sure about like the sci-fi shows. Like, With the, the and I have Hulu. I have Hulu as well as streaming TV. And I don't believe that they have sci-fi. Um, I do know that they have USA. So say someone has Hulu and and everything, they'll be able to see it on USA versus sci-fi, the sci-fi network. So yes, they are bringing it to a larger audience and everything, which will be good. And and then I'm hoping that, you know, probably after the series is over and, and stuff like that, they'll put it on Netflix or um, Prime will probably have it and stuff like that. So it'll get to the masses. And since we're in this pandemic and everything like that, I think they wanted to go and 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 just give it to the masses. Hey, you can have it on Sci-Fi. You can have it on USA. I don't think they'll have it. Um, you said they're going to be playing simultane- simultaneously? Well, th- I mean, that's one theory. I mean, it's either going to air at the t- same time slot or you'll just have it at different time slots. See, I think it would be at different time slots. I think that that's what they should go with. That, like, you know, somebody who had missed it on sci-fi that it came out on, you know, it came out on uh, Friday at 9 p.m. or something like that on sci-fi. They can watch it the next day on USA Saturday at 8 or 9 p.m. Yeah, I mean, like... Tra- maybe, tra- maybe 10, because the kids gotta go to bed. Tra- traditionally, <laughs> though, um, like, I, and I'll use, like, HBO as an example in this case, like, Game of Thrones yeah. would always air, and then, like, right after, they would air the same episode. Yeah, but that's HBO. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's, 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 that's the that. alternative. Well, yeah, they can do that, too. They can do that on sci-fi. They can do, like, air it at 9 on sci-fi, and then air it at 10 on USA. So, yeah, they could do that, too. That would actually be not bad. So if somebody misses it, oh, crap, I forgot it came on at 9 o'clock. Oh, wait, I can check it out again at 10 on USA. And it's Friday. So, yay, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> if if those of us who work Monday through Friday. If not, DVR it. <laughs> Tape it. 
Right on. So moving on, we yeah. got some updates for Train to Busan Peninsula. Uh, a couple of a couple of news bits here. Uh, so Welco USA had announced that Peninsula is set to release in North America theaters. And okay, I'm not gonna hold my breath here. Uh, but it's slated to drop in theaters on August seventh. But you know, we everyone knows the current situation. Really, not a whole lot of theaters are open right now. I would not expect that to actually stick. So, I'm not assuming that I'm going to be able to see this in theaters. Like, I'm just saying it outright. Like, I can't imagine a situation where suddenly, oh, you know, AMCs are going to start opening again. I, I don't think so. Everything just keeps getting pushed back further and further. That's why you still see, like, the schedule slate constantly shifting week after week. But who knows? What we do know for certain... Mm -hmm is Shudder has gone out and they have bought the exclusive streaming rights in North America for Train to Busan Peninsula. So that will be premiering yeah. on the platform, but it won't be until early 2021. So it's okay. We're not going anywhere. We're not, yeah, we're not going anywhere. So just as a reminder, the sequel does take place four years after the total decimation of South Korea that occurred in Train to Busan. And, you know, I, I thought the Shudder sign-in made so much sense because this isn't the first time we've seen Shudder going out of their way to get the distribution rights as a streaming platform because they were the first ones to have Train to Busan. They also had the prequel that they did, which was like an animated film, uh, which was Soul Station. So, you know, why not just have everything all in one spot. So I'm I'm happy to see that Shudder is going to be the home to it. And really, like, Shudder continues to knock it out of the park. You know, we, we constantly talk about the new releases on the platform every month for a good reason, because they have the most genre offerings to, uh, to talk about. And also, like, they have been pretty on the nose when it comes to picking some of the biggest new releases that are out on the market and making sure that, you know, they are the home for, you know, the latest genre flick. So, you know, if if we don't get the August release in theaters, hopefully we'll get something on demand so we can actually see it. Uh, but if not, at least we have the backup plan of, you know, having to hold off a little bit longer to watch it via Shudder. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, I don't think it will be out um, in theaters in August because it's we're in July right now. Yeah. And and we've rolled things back. Some states have rolled things back. So I don't think that it's going to be opening in theaters. Um, but if they do um, do on demand, that it, that would be great. Yeah, I, I'll let the tweet uh, well go to see if there's any, What's that? like, VOD plans in case, you know, things don't mm -hmm. actually happen on that front. Gotcha. Because, like, I, the, there's no amount, there's, like, no part of me that feels confident in saying that this is actually going to hit theaters, given the current climate. Like, yeah, just not in the foreseeable future right now. Nope. But, well, 
Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it will be late this year. I have no idea. What I do know is that's not the only Shutter news that we got this week. Wow, we have an update on the last drive-in. I cannot wait. The last drive-in confirmed renewed for a third season. And yes, it doesn't air until next year, but we do have the summer special coming up on Friday, August 14th which is the summer sleepover. Now, we don't have a whole lot of details about, you know, what movies they're showing, if they'll have multiple guest appearances. All we do know right now is that they did line up a guest appearance by the director of Hatchet, Adam Green. You know, he also did uh, Frozen. Not not, not the Pixar Frozen. Uh, he also did Digging Up the Marrow, which we had recently watched on one of our Twisted Tuesdays. Yes. But, you know, it's it's so crazy to think how, you know, we basically went from Monster Vision to, like, this huge marathon that kind of, like, really sparked the interest in The Last Drive-In. And mm-hmm. they basically started this with without knowing, like, if this would have legs on it or like how far that this was going to go. And here we are now two full seasons in the book, a third one on the way. And I don't know how much you pay attention to Twitter on Friday nights when the last drive-in is Aaron Vosh, but Twitter is always blowing up. It is always trending there, mm-hmm. there have been very few episodes, regardless of how obscure or how underground of, like, a first film that they're airing as part of the double feature. It is constantly in the top five. And the Monster family has been growing week after week. And just the social media presence of the Muted family has really just kick-fueled so much interest in bringing more people in, introducing people to new movies, learning more about behind-the-scenes stuff thanks to all of the commentary that takes place. It really is something unlike a lot of other offerings that we have seen within the genre. And, you know, of course, it all happens on Shudder. So if you guys are going to pick up Shudder, you know... I I highly recommend the first thing you do is go through the marathons, check out the last drive-in, because you're going to get a lot of good information, not just about, you know, what you're seeing on screen, uh, but they have so many spectacular interviews and guest segments throughout the seasons as well. And uh, there's just nothing quite like watching it live, though. It's something that you have to experience at least once. So be sure whenever the new season is coming out, if you don't already sign up for Shudder, I can promise you, you will not be disappointed. And they just keep adding more and more spectacular content. There's just so much to consume there. Yeah, there really is. There's so much stuff. It's like crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But yes, but check it out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why we use it basically every Twisted Tuesday. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it has all things horror. Yes, it has just it that is, much. It, and it's amazing. So check it out, you guys. All right, so things to look forward to outside of the return of The Last Drive-In. Scream Factory on Monday. Yes. 
They announced some of their fall lineup that is going to be coming out onto Blu-ray. Quite a bit happened on Monday. So they started to uh, showcase some of the upcoming Steelbook releases that they have. And the first ones we got to look at were Pumpkinhead and Motel Hell. Both are limited to 5,000 units. Uh, both are coming out in October. I know Pumpkinhead is dropping on August 20th. That has a new 4K scan of the film. And I, it's been a while since I've watched Pumpkinhead, so I'm definitely going to be picking this one up. You know, and, you know, they both yeah. drop around my birthday, so, you know, that's that's a plus, too. Uh, but yeah. Pumpkinhead is uh, a movie where the story follows a man who locates a witch in hopes of bringing his child back to life. Uh, but, you know, instead, she invokes uh, Pumpkinhead, uh, um, like this monster claw demon, which, uh, once reborn, basically answers only to, uh, bloodlust, essentially. <laughs> really, really awesome flick. The art on these, Vosh, like, I, I know I, I messaged you, like, immediately when I saw the bloody disgusting post about it. Like, I was blown away by the art. And regardless of whether or not I own these movies... Because I have recently started to collect steelbooks, I have no problem double dipping on both accounts. They are that good looking. Which you can't say about all steelbooks, which is important to note. Uh, but Motel Hell getting the steelbook treatment was definitely a surprise because I, I never thought we would have seen Motel Hell on Blu-ray. At all. And yet Scream Factory got it, it's celebrating its 40th anniversary... And it is getting that steelbook treatment on October 13th, also with a new 4K scan of the film. Uh, and, you know, the film really, one, one of my personal favorites, it follows, you know, this friendly farmer and his sister uh, who are basically like kid kidnapping travelers. And, you know, they, they just so happen to bury them alive and they use them to create this special meat product that they are very famous for. So definitely kind of like an obscure film, one of my personal favorites. And yes, I'll be double dipping. I have no problem with that, but that's going to be great hanging up on the wall. Oh, nice. I would like, I'm thinking about probably getting the Friday the 13th box set um, if they're not sold out. Cause that would be awesome and scare my husband. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Friday the 13th set that we've uh, hinted at, or been hinted at for quite some time, was announced yes. as well uh, on Monday. Sorry, yes. And there's a lot here. But there's a ton. I, I will say, we, we don't know all of the new things that are coming specifically to the set, which is important mm -hmm. to note. Because I know there are a ton of people out there who already own the Friday the 13th collection. And I want to, if I'm not mistaken, Vosh, I think this is the third box set for the franchise that we have seen so far. I but, think so. But, like, if you don't own them, this is definitely the one to, to gravitate towards. So you have 12 films. This includes the the latest, you know, reimagining that was, what, 2009, I think? Uh, it's 16 discs in total. And it also releases Ooh. on October 13th on Blu-ray. So, quite a bit on here. You know, it has the collectible slipcover case. 
There are hours upon hours of both new and existing special features, which you've probably seen on some of the other Blu-rays or some of the other box sets that we have seen. Yes. Uh, but basically, each film has its own dedicated Blu-ray case, which has the original theatrical artwork. I know some of them also have reversible uh, sleeves that has alternative cover art. So, you know, you can kind of like like swap them out when, whenever you see fit. And I, I know a couple of them do have some new 4K scans. So that includes, you know, the, the original part two, part three, final chapter. But there's only 15,000 or 13,000 units that are going to be made here. And the box set is selling for $160. Uh, but, you know, as I said, like, we don't have the full details as of yet, but there's new stuff on here. There's also a collectible, like, essay booklet that they put, put together that has a ton of these archived still photographs, which is, like, 40 pages, which looks pretty cool. The artwork is definitely the first thing that stood out when I saw it before I even looked at any of the special features uh, that included... Uh, with this. But, you know, when when I was looking through everything, I think the biggest gripe that people are going to have with this particular box set is the number of films that do not have an uncut version. There are only a couple of them in this set that are, are uncut, and not all of them have, like, new scans as well. So, to me, this is more... Okay, if you don't own any of them on Blu-ray, then this is going to be a definite purchase. If you have one of the other, you know, collections, then it's it's really hard right now to kind of, like, see the necessity for another re-up, so to speak. But, you know, until we really know the full details, like, I, I don't know where I sit right now, because 160 bucks, you know, that's not, like an astronomical amount of money for the amount of content that you are going to get. But I, I'm kind of hoping that we will get these announcements sooner rather than later, just knowing that it is available to pre-purchase or pre-order right now. Nice. So uh, maybe before this comes out, we should yeah. revisit the franchise at some point. Yeah, we should probably we, do that on our um, Twisted Tuesdays. We we did it I with Nightmare. Yes, we did. We did it with Halloween last year when the new Halloween came out. Correct. Or last year or year before. Yes. Um, remember when it came out, what was it? We watched Halloween right before it came out. So I think we should do the same with Friday the 13th. Yeah, we just we never actually finished the whole franchise, though, for Halloween. We only did no, that no, 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 <laughs> no. We only did that with Nightmare. We'll we'll get to that, <laughs> but we'll get to it. But yeah, we should revisit the franchise um, for Friday the Thirteenth. That would be good because I don't think we've watched a lot of Friday the Thirteenth in the past year or so, maybe more. If anything, it would have been when we watched the the remakes. Yeah, we just watched the yeah we just watched the remakes. But we didn't watch go back to the franchise and watch the originals. Oh my gosh, the originals are so crap or uh, so great. Sorry. Well they're so crazy. I mean no, no, no. the first the first four are spectacular. Yes. <laughs> after yes, that, after I mean. that things kinda kinda ugh. Yeah, yeah, it looked crazy. 
and this is me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> after the fourth one, but up until the fourth one, or after the fourth one, yeah, or one through four, amazing. Yeah. Okay, so between one through four, what's your favorite? Um, two okay. and three, I believe. Yeah. Oh man. Two and three. What are yours? I'm. I'm partial to final chapter. Like, to me, that's one of the best slashers ever made. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That one was really good. I mean, the first four are all really good in their, in their own rights. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll plan on revisiting all of them. Or, you know, maybe we'll just stop it for... I don't know. We'll figure it out when, when the time comes. It really depends yeah. on if people actually want to sit through <laughs> the later entries or not. Because, uh, you know, things, things get a little hectic there. Yeah, they do. All right. So one other thing we need to talk about before we move into our now playing segments, and that is that next week we actually have San Diego Comic-Con, which is all taking place virtually this year for the first time. And, you know, like... The best part about this is, Bosch, it is 100% free. Don't have to pay for, like, a badge or anything. And it will be going on for five days. So five days of programming. Plenty of horror-related content to consume with San Diego Comic-Con. And this will be taking place Wednesday through Sunday next week. So that would be July 22nd through July 26th. Now, there are a ton of panels that are going to be happening throughout the week. They will be available to watch on the Comic-Con YouTube channel. Now, I'll be honest, like, you and I were kind of, like, looking into this be before we started recording, and, you know, they have a schedule out. Yes. They, they also were saying, like, okay, well, the panels will be available to watch at a later date. So I can only assume that at the given times, they'll be premiering said panels on YouTube. And then at a later time, they will be uploading the VOD for that panel. What given time period that is going to be, we have no idea. But like on paper, that seems like that's going to be the way that they're going about doing this in particular. But... Yes. Either way, it's just great to know that, you know, re regardless of what's going on around us, we're still going to be able to keep up to date with all of the news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. And there's always a ton of stuff. You know, it's not just horror specific. You know, it's all comics, TV shows, movies, when those were a thing. <laughs> Remember yes. movies? Like when I when I actually released... Oh, went good, to the movies. Good, good times. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So I was looking at the, the lineup that they, that they had. Uh, so, you know, just a couple of things that jumped out. Obviously, you know, you got some TV shows that have panels. Like they got a new panel for Van Helsing, which I'm pretty sure that's still on, on sci-fi. That's going into its fourth season. Uh, they got ones for Fear of the Walking Dead. Another one for that's The true. Walking Dead. Uh, they have one for Star Trek Universe virtual panel. Yeah. Uh, um, that's going to be on Thursday. Um, uh, what was it? Um, uh, they have a lot of good stuff. X-Men fandom surprise party. 
So that'll, they have a lot of good stuff on here, you guys. So please check it out. Um, them having it free for us to check out is amazing. I've always wanted to go to Comic-Con being a, a avid comic book co collector and everything. And then when I tried to get tickets, like in the early 2000s and stuff like that, I think it was like 2001, 2002, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get tickets because they sell out so quickly because they were showcasing, you know, the new Spider-Man movies that were coming out and stuff like that. And then it got really big, which is great and was really awesome for comics. But the little person like me is no longer going to these events. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, it's like, oh, you know, the who's who is going to be there. And that's great and fine too. But, you know, after a couple of years of me trying, I was just like, forget it. I'm not even going to try to go to Comic-Con anymore because it just hurts my heart that I can't go and sit in on these panels and see some of my favorite comic book writers and some of my favorite comic book artists and, and, and watch them on a panel and then go sift through back bin issues and talk to the owners of these small little mom and pop stores comic or comics book stores and talk to them about like um, comics from now and then back then. And then, you know, picking up some really great finds of comics and stuff like that. So, but the fact that they're bringing it to us and it's going to be free and we're going to be able to watch all of this is going to be amazing. So please check it out. And one of the things that um, Totem wanted to um, uh, showcase when we were talking about this was the horror part. And they have that on Friday. And Totem, can you please tell them what panels they're going to see? Well, on Friday, there's actually a couple uh, that yeah. stood out. I mean, obviously, they have both the Walking Dead panels that are happening on Friday. Uh, we also have yeah. our first look at a new series coming to Hulu, which is based on Marvel's Hellstrom. Um, I'm I'm not too familiar with the comics, mm -hmm. um, but you know I know it's like sci-fi horror, so I'm I'm really yeah. anxious to see what that's going to be about. Uh, but you know, as, as someone that uh, that grew up with a ton of like vampire comics, they are doing. Uh, something for Vampirella's 50th anniversary for the finale. There's also a Living Dead, uh, kind of like a tribute, celebrating the legacy of George Romero. That will be on Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's definitely probably going to be the thing that uh, I'm looking forward to the most outside of one particular TV series panel on Saturday for the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, which is also at 5 p.m., specific time just on saturday but you know there are a lot of tv shows that are on here that i'm i'm looking forward to seeing like we'll get more information on hbo's new lovecraft series that debuts next month uh with lovecraft lovecraft country we got a panel for amc's nosferatu which i'm in the middle of watching so really quite a bit here uh and there's there's just so much as a whole, regardless of if you're a genre fan or if you're looking for something that's a bit more uh, niche. There are a ton of great panels throughout the weekend, so I highly recommend you guys going through the schedule, see what would interest you, and just going from there. But the fact that it doesn't cost you anything and everything's going to be available on their YouTube just makes it that much better. So it will just be nice to have like another influx of... Uh, 
news, hopefully like more release news or just like updates on current projects because it's it's definitely been a little disheartening herein how many things have kind of just been shuffled around and then just things just being so uncertain. So any like bit of like good news or like really hype things is only going to uh, be that much more appreciated given our current situation. Yes. Wait, what? 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 Hun? Sorry. <laughs> I was looking, I was looking on the Comic-Con uh, schedule for Thursday and at 6 p.m. they have a heavy metal forging the future um, of genre. Um Forging the future of genre uh, for heavy metal. And if anybody doesn't know, there's a heavy metal comic book that's pretty awesome. And it's going to be with CEO Matt uh, Matthew uh, Medney and everything like that. Uh, joined by partner, publisher, and chief creative overlord David Ir Irwin. So I was looking at that and I was like, ooh, I want to check that out. So I, I went in a different direction and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> I mean, as I said, like they're they're they are touching up upon so many different genres. Whether it it's uh, I mean, even music based comics, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I will never forget the first time I watched heavy metal, and I remember mm -hmm. being very young when I watched it. That was definitely one trippy experience. <laughs> It really was for a little kid. You're yes. just like, what am I watching yes. right and then, now? This and then not know, not knowing made it just that much more appealing. But then watching uh -huh. it years later made me appreciate it that much more. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a lot of good stuff at Comic-Con available yes. to stream check it out. via YouTube. Check it out Wednesday uh, or started Wednesday going through Sunday of next week through the 26th. Bavash, let's talk about The Wretched, which is a new release, which is available on demand. Uh, we, we watched it via Prime Video. Uh, the rental price was $6.99. Uh, it's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray soon. Actually, next month on August 11th. So if you want to hold off, you don't have to wait that much longer. But this movie really caught me by surprise. And general consensus seemed pretty positive amongst the group here. Yeah. I think, yeah, with with both of the movies that we watched on uh, Twisted Tuesday this week, I think that The Wretched was my favorite um, out of the two. Um, it, it held me. Um, it was really good. And I was just like, whoa, what's going on right now? <laughs> and, and everything. So, And we were all engaged. So that was great. So let's go over the plot for The Wretched, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, a defiant teenage boy um, struggling with his parents' imminent divorce uh, faces off with a thousand-year-old witch, who I like to call, on Twisted Tuesday, I like to call her the psycho host beast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she's a psycho host beast. That's what it's going to be. But it's a thousand-year-old witch um, who is living beneath the skin of of and posing as the woman next door. So that's really scary. And this thousand-year-old witch can do some crazy stuff, you guys. So I I, I would like for you, well, I recommend you checking it out. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, so 
because this was the first time viewing and this was a rental. I I was not doing homework on the body count, guys. I apologize. Uh, but apologize. We were hanging out and having fun. But you know, first time viewings are always their their own ordeal. Um, so what I will say about this is there are definitely callbacks to Alfred Hitchcock, uh, specifically Rear Window. Uh, yes. There are a lot of nods to, like, Stephen King, Stephen Spielberg. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like... Uh, I'm trying to think, like, what other... It's kind of like a mixture of, like, a Stranger Things-type setup with Rear Window would probably be the best way to put it. So it's, like, part, like, teen drama, and then you got, like, the hot milf next door who gets invaded by this a thousand-year-old witch. And there's definitely a lot of, like... I'm sorry. Uh, there's a lot of, like, creature feature aspects to this movie as well. Because once this witch latches onto a host, uh, some some stuff starts to go down. So there, there are some side effects that start to happen. So the witch is essentially targeting these families. Mm -hmm. And she typically latches onto uh, the, the mother in, in most cases. And mm -hmm. like the the husband starts to like forget about like the family tree, like like the neighbor forgets that they have a son, and of course you know kids get taken. And you know I I have to say, Vosh, like that is one of the things that I appreciate about this movie is that when it came to boundaries of who was safe and not safe. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody was safe. Like it didn't matter how old you were, how young you were. Uh, if the witch latched onto your family, you were gonna get it one way or the other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's definitely like that drone aspect uh, that starts to happen because they do start to forget who they are. They're just like going through the motions, and you know the the teenage boy kind of has like. This whole, like, love interest that kind of, like, happens throughout the movie, and we, we learn about some of his struggles and how he got caught trying to steal uh, prescription drugs from his neighbor. They, w they got home, he panicked, and, you know, instead of, like, bolting out the house, like, he decided to jump through jump through the window on a second floor, breaking his arm in the process, so, of course... You know, the dad is upset uh, uh, over that ordeal. And one night he goes out partying, trying to hook up with, like, this chick. And, you know, there's kind of, like, that whole uh, scenario where, you know, you, you have the douchebag, like, Chad character. Oh, yeah. And they, they prank the kid, and the kid gets all pissed off. But then the dad's mad that, you know, he's being so reckless. And, you know, what are you doing with this life? And, you know, the whole time, you know, he's trying to peep on... The brunette milf next door who, you know, likes to have sex with the lights on right in front of the window that doesn't have a shade. And, of course, the kid right? is peeping on his neighbor. And, you know, she's putting on a show and, and everything. But, like, as soon as that witch latches onto uh, this, this neighbor, like, he is trying to protect uh, his neighbor's son. You know, because he, he knows something is wrong and he's been hearing these really weird noises and the things essentially, like, living underneath, like, the house. Like, Berwin in, in the ground. And mm -hmm. he's really worried about the safety of the kids, so, you know, he, uh, 
And he tells them, like, hey, if you if you see anything strange, let me know. So they're in constant communication yeah. with one another. But when we're talking about this movie, there's a definite love for the use of practical effects. So if you're someone who doesn't like CGI, if you like to see things done, you know, the more traditional route, the more old school horror route, there's definitely a lot to like within The Wretched. And... Mm -hmm. One like one of the standout moments to me with this movie is definitely whenever you see the witch unveiling herself or like trying to yeah. like burrow her way outside of one of the bodies that she has overtaken because, you know, you see like the claws like like peeking out of like the chest and you see mm -hmm. her rip the body open and reveal herself. And it's just oh, it's. It is bloody, bloody like in all of the right spots, and it's it's and that's some pretty good imagery as well. So, I I had to say like for something that, you know, the only thing we really knew about this movie going in was, you know, there's about a month when it was like one of the only movies playing in theaters, and you know for the most part it was at at the drive-in, and this was the number one movie for like a month because it was like one of the only things that was available. So it was, like, number one by default. But it turns out, like, this was an actual pretty good movie. Yeah. And I I never, never would have guessed outside of just the fact that, oh, this has a pretty cool poster. But the movie was just as good as the poster, which, you know, normally you get hyped up and you're like, oh, you know, that looks interesting. And then you're just get let down by something. But that was not the case here. No, it wasn't. It was actually really good all the way through. And I liked it a lot. Um, I, w I didn't know what to expect going into watching the movie. And I was very pleased with the outcome. All right. So raid in time. You know, we've been okay. doing... You know, I keep asking, like, what scale we keep doing. Um, We're doing the four, four. scale because you, you said four you star. wanted to do the four, the four star scale. Yeah, because that makes the most sense. Um, yeah. This one's a little bit harder because I I can definitely see this film being divisive for some because it, it is a little disjointed between being this raunchy teenage sex type comedy kind of like in the first half mm -hmm. and then being more straight horror creature feature in the second. Um I feel like it's, this is going to split people because of that. You know, there's going to yeah. be some people that feel like it focused too much in one area and then not the other. But I I was definitely enthralled th throughout uh, this particular movie. Mm -hmm. So th there were a couple of things that happened kind of like in fast sequence that I, I don't feel like I fully understood towards the later half of the movie. So I'm sure there were aspects that I'm forgetting about that I don't want to spoil because it was part of... Let's not spoil uh, it for them. ...was part of a twist in some sorts. Uh, but yeah. all in all, very satisfied. I, I would say this would be a three-star for me. That's exactly what I was going to give it. I was going to give it a three because... Even though it was really good, it had that, you know, comedy aspect in the beginning. And then it had the horror creature feature in the after, uh, you know, you know, in the second half um, and everything. It did keep what the reason why I'm giving it a three is because it kept my attention the whole way through. Um, there were some scenes that I was just like, whoa, oh, 
ew, <laughs> and stuff like that, which were really good. Um, so when I when I do that, I'm just like, okay, it's getting some really good stars for me for that. And and just overall, the acting was pretty good too. So so that's why I gave it a three. Yeah, I, I do quickly want to touch up a little bit on the second movie that we watched. The Relic? Yeah, well, Relic, not The Relic. Oh, the Relic, the the, relic. The relic the would be that 90s monster movie taking place in oh, Chicago. Oh, yeah, yes. We, 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 we went over this, uh, but Relic, also <laughs> a new release, uh, release of this year. Uh, essentially a movie about dementia. At its mm-hmm. core, you know, you know, last week we we're talking about how like it's been drawn comparisons to the Babadook and Hereditary. Yes. And, you know, both of these releases that we watched were on the shorter side. They were around like that 90 minute mark. And I, I would say between the two, Relic had probably gotten more praise uh, since its re- initial release. And I, I don't know about you, but I definitely felt that I, I knew kind of like going in that this was going to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. That movie did not feel like it was 90 minutes to me. It felt like that was over two hours. Yeah, it did. That one, like for me, it was just went on and I was just like, OK, what's going on again? And I was just like, oh, OK, now this is going on. OK, this is dragging out like this. Okay. Okay. So I think they could have done it a lot better. Um, so yeah, for me, that one, it didn't keep my attention as much as our, it didn't keep my attention, um, that well. Um, whereas the wretched did and most other scary movies or horror movies that we watch do and stuff like that. Yeah. So the thing that really, well, like the main thing that drew me in to Relic when all of a sudden and done was, you know, you you have characters in here. So, you know, you have the mom, uh, then you have, like, her daughter, then, like, the mm-hmm. granddaughter who, you know, is in her, like, late teens. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a fourth character in this movie, and it's the actual house, which I, I thought was f- very interesting because, you know, because it deals with dementia it focuses a lot on, you know, kind of like the inner workings of the mind and like that slow deterioration or decay, not just of the mind, but also the body. And I, I, I thought like the way that they went about doing that was actually done very well. Um, there are times when the house just starts to change. And I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to go yeah. too heavy into spoilers, but the way that they yeah. did that was spectacular. And then yeah, toward, towards the end with the finish, like it was very, it was very sad because you get to see like the final state of, you know, the, the grandmother in this case and the, the fragility or yeah, the fragility that's there yeah. where she just withers away essentially. But yeah. it's definitely more of a slow burner. Uh, but, you know, be forewarned, like, it it does feel a lot longer than it actually is. But, like, I felt like the comparisons uh, in regards to, like, the themes or just the overall approach to the way that this movie was shot was very in line with what people were talking about. Yes. So, again, that one also available yeah. on demand. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
But anyways, <laughs> let's talk about what's coming up on Tuesday, July 21st, Twisted Tuesday back. We are rewinding back to 1980. Yeah. And uh, I... We haven't watched either of these uh, so far on Twisted Tuesday, so this would be a first in both accounts. So we're starting off with uh, one of the Jamie Lee Curtis Scream Queen-led movies in Terror Train, released 1980, followed by John Carpenter's The Fog, also Yay. 1980. Yay! And, Sorry. you know, I already know what movie we're going to be talking about next week. What, the fog? We're talking about the fog, yeah. There's, yeah, we're talking yeah, the fog. We're Absolutely. talking about the fog. Uh, I actually just picked up a, a hoodie for the fog at, uh-huh. at the drive-in this this uh, past weekend, so there's that too. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Definitely a personal favorite. Uh, I, I I don't know if we'll talk about the remake at all, but, you know, there there is a very unfortunate remake. <laughs> Very much. Oh, I've I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen that movie, and this is me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, it really. Was, it was, I just watched this movie. <laughs> it was the same exact reaction I had watching the theme. That well, the oh yeah. Yeah, 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 very similar experiences. But yes, we'll definitely be talking about the fog next episode for sure. Uh, but again, guys, every Tuesday. You know, at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, we do Twisted Tuesday, which is streamed via Cast, uh, which is a streaming app. Uh, so, you know, join us at bit.ly slash Twisted Twos. And that's every Tuesday. Yes. And then uh, the week after, we'll, uh, we'll go to 1981 with a couple other personal favorites. So that should be fun as well. Really excited for that as well. Yep. But if you want to find the Twisted Tuesday lineup, we update it at the start of every month on our website at Handle with Scare. <sighs> so, yeah, definitely go check that out there. Or yes, that would be handlewithscarepod.com. Yes. And please be sure to head over to iTunes and write us a review. We're always looking for new ways to improve the show and to make a better listening experience for you. Please let us know. Send us a review, guys. Because if you guys want anything, um, if you have any segments, ideas, or things that you would like us to add to the podcast, you're like, oh, they don't have this. Their podcast is okay, but it would be better if they had this. (laughs) And so like that, sorry. (laughs) But if but if you would like to put that in there, feel free. We we welcome it. We we most definitely will. It it's fun for us to be able to go back and see your reviews and be like, oh hey, this is maybe something we can do in the upcoming week. And so like that. We want to make the content really great for you guys. So please and thank you. Absolutely. And if you're looking to contact the show. Of course, you can do so in a number of different ways. You can email us at handlewithscarepod at gmail.com. Our website, again, is at www.handlewithscarepod.com. We do have a Discord at bit.ly slash hwsdiscord. And again, you can tweet at us on Twitter at handlewithscare. Uh, now, as for myself, Tumbly Drunk, you can find me on Twitter at Tumbly Drunk and Vash. How can our listeners contact you via Twitter? You can contact me on Twitter at Vosh T. 
T-E-A, V-A-S-T-E-V-A-S-H-T-E-A. Um, we hope to see you guys on at Twisted Tuesday um, on Tuesday nights, starting at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. And we hope to um, have you guys interact with us on Twitter and come check us out. Absolutely. Join us to, uh, you know, try to help us come up with the secret meaning behind each uh, each movie. We haven't done that in a while to see, like, what, no. what what's the secret origin of this movie? Yeah, we should do that. Okay, we've got to do that. Well, yeah, uh, help us come up with something, please. That would be fun. And it would be fun for us to interact with each other. With with us all social distancing right now and then being in quarantine or on lockdown and having to be at home, these are ways that we can actually interact with each other and have and be social mm-hmm. so that we're not isolated at home and that we don't get into a state of depression or we don't feel down and stuff like that and, and everything. We can be here together whether it be, you know, on Twitter, chatting with each other, um, on, you know, uh, what was it, sending us reviews and you guys checking out the podcast and us, you know, mentioning what you guys have reviewed and adding stuff to the podcast here and there. It's just a way for us. And then you guys uh, tuning in to Twisted Tuesday. It would be really great. Um, and it keeps us all together and it, it keeps us sane, you know? Yes, we got to clean on to what sanity we actually have left. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you know, because there's no less drive in Aaron, you know, well, what better way than to join our double features every Tuesday? So, yeah, there's that too. Exactly. And you can chat with us in the chat log because we have Twisted Tuesday up. We're watching the movies and then we have the chat log up so we can interact and, and goof around with each other, you know, and talk with each other and stuff like that. So please join us. We'll uh, see you Tuesday, and if not then, of course, we'll catch up on our next episode. You guys enjoy your weekend. Be yes. sure to check out Goodbye. all the Comic-Con offerings, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Peace, love, and horror, everybody.